Good morning, good afternoon, or good something in between. Welcome to today's episode of The Cat Season 4, Mick Ronald's Day. I'm Springer. And I'm Jen. Our music comes from audionautics.com. The Escapo Kayak 2.0 was nearly finished. Come on, Jemmy. We're almost done with this. I'm really eager to go and find Rascal. I can't believe that he just took off in that stranger's spacecraft like that. Usually he doesn't go with strangers. I mean, said Jimmy, he was hitchhiking and he really did want to go work for McRonald's. Well, I guess that we'll find him one way or another, said Scampers. Come on, let's just put the final touches. One more screw right here just to make it fit together. There, I think we're done. They looked at it. It looked quite like a normal kayak, except near the stern, there were two jet engines attached. There were bicycle wheels coming out at odd places in the bottom, and there was a giant plasticine bubble over the top, like something that you would have seen in the Jetsons. Okay, let's hit the button and see if the top opens. The top folded back, and Jimmy and Scampers climbed in. Jimmy got into the big, wide, leather back seat, and Scampers got into her control seat at the front and switched on the shortwave radio. Are you ready, Jimmy? It, it may pull a little bit as we go. Um, it's only 25 Gs, but I, I think you may feel it, so uh, you might want to shut your eyes. Just in case we go backwards by accident, I wouldn't want your eyeballs to end up on the back of my head. <laughs> okay, said Jimmy. The bubble folded back into place, and out from under Scampers' seat came bicycle pedals for the both of them. And so they began to pedal. Out of Granny's garage, they went down her driveway and onto Chateau Avenue. We have to get over to the big bridge on the highway. It's the only place that has a steep enough grade in Waco to, um, to build up the momentum we need and the trajectory to get to outer space. Come on, pedal hard! And so they pedaled. The kayak swerved and bounced down the street like the strange, crazy, and somewhat fantastical vehicle that it was. Across Waco it went. Big long Cadillacs and town cars and sedans honked their horns and crashed into each other as it whistled by. They weren't used to seeing even bicycles, much less kayaksicles running down the street. Finally, they reached the big bridge and began to pick up speed. Scampers flipped the switch, which hooked up the jet engines, which began to go. They were pressed back into the seats of the kayak as it went faster and faster, up into the air, higher and higher. The wheels began to fold up as the motors took full power, and the kayak sped off towards outer space. Scampers pinged the shortwave radio again and again, putting in signals so it would broadcast one word, rascal, everywhere within hundreds and thousands and hundreds of thousands of miles. Meanwhile, deep in space, Rascal was worried. I don't know what I'm going to do. This place is really creepy. I mean, I lost my helmet, and yet they're still expecting me to be a soldier, and... Here, 
said a voice behind him, and thrust a helmet towards him. Rascal put it tentatively on his head. Um, that wasn't really what I meant. I didn't really want a new helmet. I am Bo, your personal helmet assistant. Bo? I don't want a helmet named Bo. I don't like bows on my head. Do not cross Bo. A crossbow? Oh my gosh. Well, that sounds at least useful. Like, maybe it would be a good weapon or something, but uh, I don't know. Be quiet. Okay, I, I guess I can be quiet. I'm, I'm pretty good at being quiet because sometimes Scampers gets really impatient when I just like talk too much. And um, sometimes Granny tells me to stop meowing because she doesn't always understand everything I say. In fact, she doesn't usually understand anything I say. The helmet started sending down brainwave signals to interfere with Rascal's brain and make him be quiet. Rascal was now on the largest transport ship of the Neptunians, and the second largest ship in their fleet, Zorcania Wax Invincible. The Invincible was currently cruising along through deep space towards Earth. Rascal had been put on it from his previous transport ship so he could make the long journey back to Neptune. He was now in a massive room filled with hundreds and thousands of Neptunian soldiers, all lined up straight and in lines, except for Rascal, of course. He looked around the room and sighted a Neptunian in a slightly different uniform, purple instead of blue, working on one of the walls. He walked over and said hello. Hello? I just thought maybe you could be my friend or something like everybody else here looks so much the same and i thought that maybe since we were kind of different that we could be friends and like be different together or something what's your name i'm rascal i am eggs benedict eggs benedict i like eggs benedict uh, yeah wow that's cool that was like my favorite thing at the exit when i used to live back on um on venus what is the exit i have never heard of it before well, it's like this restaurant, and it kind of looks like a big egg, and you go in there, and there's like this funky music, and a strange robot, and, um, anyway, what are you doing? I am a naval specialist. A naval? Like belly buttons? What does a naval specialist do? Do you, like, pick lint out of people's belly buttons or something? No, not naval. Naval, as in for the navy. For the Neptunian navy, you understand? Oh, so... Does Neptune have, like, oceans and stuff? Because I don't know how you would have a navy unless you were on a boat. No, 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 not water navy. Space navy. Our water fort is called the water fort, and it only specializes on other planets. Oh, I always wanted to be a specialist, you know, like to actually be good at something. But I've done a lot of things, but I'm not sure that I've really been good at anything. But um, I'm pretty good at eating. And I'm pretty good at watching TV and, like, sitting in a reclining chair, but... I haven't gotten to do that for a while, so maybe I wouldn't even be good at that anymore. Oh, and I got this cool thing from a friend on Venus. I mean, like, I was kind of good at one thing once, and I was working at McRonald's, but then McRonald's was bombed by you guys, I guess. And But my friend who I worked with gave me this cool thing. I mean, it's not that cool. Like, there are cooler things, but it's like, it's an iPhone 4. Would you like to see it? Yes, said Eggs Benedict. Here it is said Rascal, and he pulled out the phone and he began poking at it with his fingers, or his paws as it was. He was a little bit clumsy. It's got lots of cool apps. You know what an app is, right? Because I know what apps are. 
anyway it's got lots of cool ones and you just push all these different things and look this one I can blow in the end and it's kind of like a whistle and I can I can play it with these keys it's never done that before here I'm gonna stop it Rascal quickly pushed a flashing red button that had appeared on the screen. Suddenly, the screen went black, except for red lettering. Over and over again, it said one word. Rascal. 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 I think I have to go to the bathroom now, said Rascal, hoping that Ives Benedict had not yet seen the mysterious message. Do you know where the bathroom is? Or like, do you even have bathrooms on this bishop? Did Neptunians even go to the bathroom? Ives Benedict simply pointed down a long white plasticine hallway and off Rascal ran. Oh my gosh, what is this? Down in the corner of the screen, it says, it says, um, shortwave Oh, actually, I can't read, so it doesn't say that. Um, I don't even know what it says, but this is like a weird little picture of a, of a, of a, like a walkie-talkie in the corner. I don't know what that means. Suddenly, a different message covered the screen. It still said, rascal, rascal, rascal. But now, after the rascal, it said something that rascal couldn't read. Well, I guess I really have to go to the bathroom, he said, running to the bathroom pulling open the door and jumping inside. In the bathroom, Rascal was seemingly alone. Seemingly, but not quite. But he thought he was alone, so he pushed another button on the phone's screen and out came a stream of words. Rascal, 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 it said. It's Scampers and Jimmy, we're coming to save you. That sounds like Scampers' real voice. Oh man, if they're coming to save me, I've got to find a way out of this ship. Rascal looked around and saw something. A large white door or vent or hatch or something on the wall. It said on it, although Rascal couldn't read, sewage disposal trench. But Rascal tugged it open anyway. However, right at that moment, Sergeant Tybalt, a Neptunian who had previously been in one of the bathroom stalls, walked out and saw Rascal's black furry bulk just as he jumped into the lock without closing the door behind him into the sewage trench. Tybalt stared at where Rascal had been and then grinned. This was going to be his chance for promotion. He was going to report this cat, this deserter, this traitor to the commander of the ship, Zorkania Whack. And so, Tybalt, without a sound, ran out the door and towards the bridge where Zorkania Whack was playing Spider Solitaire with the captain of the ship, Lord Wycombe. Is it my turn yet? Is it my turn? Nine! No! It is not your turn! We are playing Spider Solitaire. Solitaire means one. And I have won again. And it is not your turn. I will let you know when it is your turn. It is Spider Solitaire. What do you want? Said Zorkania Whack, whirling to meet the gaze of the new soldier who had just run into the room. Tybalt looked up at Zorkania Whack with none of the nervousness that had peppered his conversations with higher-ranking officials every time before but with steadfast determination. Your lordship, 
or rather, um, Ad Lord Grand Admiral Zorcania Whack, he said. What? Said Zorcania Whack. Well, there has been an escapee, a deserter, a traitor, um, it was a black cat. What? Said Zorcania Whack. What? Oh my god, where must, where did he go, where did he go, wait, wait, you must never, never, never mention this to the supreme leader ever. Okay, said the sergeant, but w w what should I do now? Prepare the ladders, said Zorcania Whack. Uh, um, uh, the what? The lasers. Meanwhile... In the sewage trench, Rascal splashed along, looking at the lettering on the phone. He seemed to be homing in on the radio. It seemed to be closer and closer and closer. This kind of reminds me of like chasing Bootcat's septic tank in the sewers of Waco, said Rascal, as he splashed along through luminescent muck. Suddenly, up ahead, he could see a shape coming towards him. At first, he was frightened, and then the familiar voice rang out. Rascal, is that you? Oh, thank goodness we found you. The top of the Escapo kayak popped open and Scampers reached out a paw and grabbed onto Rascal, dragging him into the back seat alongside Jimmy. Jimmy, said Rascal, you're here. This is so exciting. I can't wait to get home to Waco. Neither can I, said Jimmy. This is going to be awesome. And so the top went back onto the kayak. And the kayak began to back out of the sewage trench, out and out, until finally it reached the exterior of the ship and began to fly back off towards Earth. But meanwhile, Zorkania Whack had finally managed to prime the lasers, and with one fell sweep, she smashed down all their buttons at once, and 900 laser beams flew out at the same time, and one of them hit the kayak. When Zorkania Whack next looked out of the window, there was nothing left, and looking at the huge blue thrusters of Bouquet's command ship ahead of her, she repeated her words. Never tell the Supreme Leader what has happened here. If you enjoyed the cats, you may also enjoy The Wrong Town. The Wrong Town by Springer Moore, co-host of The Cats, and Marley McDonough is a chapter book for 7 to 10 year olds. Kira is just trying to get one good look at the mysterious island off the shore from her cousin's apartment in Baku, Azerbaijan, when a massive wave knocks her amusement train clean off its tracks. She soon washes up on the rocky shore of the island itself and is caught up in the bizarre succession of leaders and revolutions, which begins soon after her arrival on the tiny chunk of land known as the Wrong Town. In this hilarious story of unique characters, bad leaders, and one giant stuffed wolf, you will find out just what happens when you live on an island paved with duct tape and the only things to eat are Mountain Dew and potato chips. The Wrong Town is available in both paperback and ebook formats from Amazon.com.